0: In this episode, we recap 2020's game-changing astrology, we look at the overarching aspects of the radical illumination of 2021's astrology, speak to the first half of January 2021, and why it's imperative for you to focus on your own personal mythology in this year of radical illumination. Finally, a guided meditation will assist you in traversing the stars to remember your divine essence. Welcome to Stars, Stones and stories. I am your host, Rama, and together we are weaving ancient future wisdom as we birth the new earth. If you are into astrology, cosmology, living mythology, earth-based spirituality, kundalini technology, and ancestral healing, you are home. If you've stumbled upon this podcast and are new to these topics, this is Sovereign Sanctuary to expand and deepen your wisdom. As a Cosmic Priestess, I witness many at the threshold of great transformation. I specialize in astrological divination, sacred sight activations, and priestess arts for the Aquarian Age. You may learn more about my work at Ramatribe.com or follow Ramatribe on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and support the work at patreon.com backslash Ramatribe. This community is your opportunity to claim your story your unique identity and power knowing that you are the hero of your own journey you are a hologram for the collective and you matter the world needs your gifts and creativity now more than ever crystallize your medicine Oh, great ancient ones, great ancestors, we call to you. May you hear the voices of your descendants traversing through time and space. We humbly ask for your support, your wise medicine ways, and your genius solutions in these times. Dear ancestors, we wish to partner with you, for we know we cannot do this alone. As we traverse the mystery, we ask that you, our starry ancestors, are with us each breath of the way. May we have clarity of mind and crystalline vision to see through the dark. May we walk our paths of high holy truth, as that is what is needed now more than ever. And so it is. Welcome to episode 18 of stars stones and stories. This episode is all about the year of 2021 and the radical transformation that is ahead of us. I'm so grateful you're here. And this episode feels very special because it is the 18th and 18 is a sacred holy number that when we devise into one digit, we have the number nine. It is a number of completion. And so since I began my podcast in May of 2020, we've now reached the 18th episode on the very first day of 2021. So welcome everyone. And I want to thank all of the new listeners who have come on board since my last episode on The Great Conjunction. We have expanded from 2,300 unique listeners to nearly 2,900 unique listeners, and there are 55 countries around the world represented, with the greatest listeners in the United States, India, Canada, the UK, Ireland, Australia, Germany, Denmark, and Thailand. So thank you all for being here. I'd love to support you with a private astrological divination session. And if you feel called, you may email me direct, rama at ramakar.com. That's R-A-M-A at R-A-M-A-K-A-U-R.com. And please note that my email address will be Uh, shifting within the next month so just stay tuned for that you can also learn more about my astrology sessions at my website ramatribe.com backslash astrology or you may join me in mutual reciprocity on my patreon page which is patreon.com p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com backslash tribe r-a-m-a-t-r-i-b-e so, we're going to dive in to this episode by reflecting on the game changing astrology of 2020. And you might be thinking, okay, wait, <laughs> I already lived through that astrology. Why are we talking about it? Well, I want to speak to it because. The astrology of 2020 was massive, and I think it's important to reflect on what the major astrological aspects were that we dealt with so that we can have perspective on what we're going to be facing in 2021. In 2020, we had five eclipses. We opened up the year with the Cancer full moon lunar eclipse, and in June, we had two eclipses. The access had just changed from Cancer and Capricorn to Gemini and Sagittarius in May of 2020, the nodes of fate. And then we closed out the year with the Gemini full moon eclipse at the end of November and December 14th, we had that total solar eclipse in Sagittarius. We also had the mighty Capricorn Council, which was Jupiter, Saturn, Pluto, and Pallas Athene moving through to really dissolve and bring to light the governmental systems, the various uh, systems within our family units, within our cultures that are no longer serving the collective whole. And as those planets moved through the sign of Capricorn, Mars and Eris, the asteroid goddess Eris, squared these Capricorn planets at different times in the year, which caused a lot of intensity and disruption. Venus went retrograde in Gemini in May and June, and Mars went retrograde in Aries in September and October. All of this astrology... Culminated with the Great Conjunction, which right before the Great Conjunction, we had a number of key planets touching on the galactic center, really connecting us in with our great cosmic womb of all of creation here within the Milky Way galaxy, which I've been pointing to as such an important piece. And as we look to the ancient Egyptian civilization, we know how important the Milky Way galaxy was for them, how the Milky Way was a reflection of the Nile River. And as we got to the Great Conjunction, I spoke to you in episode 17, if you haven't listened, please go back and listen to that episode. It's super important to really trace this magnificent astrology that we are living and breathing here and now, and at that great conjunction, Pallas Athene had just gone into Aquarius a couple weeks before Jupiter and Saturn. Pallas Athene, the asteroid goddess Athena, who I draw back to the ancient Egyptian goddess of neat, had gone through the gates first, really opening up the way, marking how this resurgence of the divine feminine will be so essential in the Aquarian age. And on that great conjunction, the asteroid goddess Pallas Athene was less than a degree away conjunct from the asteroid goddesses Isis and Neat and the asteroid god Osiris. So... We went through powerful, powerful astrology with that great conjunction, and I'd love to hear from you all how it was for you. So if you're interested in sharing your stories, please send me a direct email with your personal stories because I'm in the process of Doing research and writing for my master's dissertation on the great conjunction. And part of what I'm interested in tying in is how popular culture has perceived the great conjunction and how it's affecting different people. So if you're interested in perhaps going even deeper with me in some sort of interview, feel free to reach out Rama at ramakar.com. That's R-A-M-A- k-a-u-r.com. So we closed out the year of 2020 with the final cancer full moon and we opened up the year of 2020 with a cancer full moon. So the year was bookmarked between two cancer full moons and the first full moon of the year, the north node, the collective north node was at nine degrees Cancer and the full moon at the end of the year was at nine degrees Cancer. So there was this signature of weaving and completion. And truly we won't be completely out of the warm hole of great transformation until we meet the Capricorn new moon on January 13th of this year, 2021. So Again, it's it's majestic astrology we're living through and 2021 will be a year of radical illumination as Uranus and Taurus will take center stage. Uranian energy is going to be very significant this year and I'll speak to it and what makes it so significant and what you can prepare for and watch for. As a whole, we'll also be working with Jupiter, the planet of expansion and wisdom and prosperity and abundance, and Saturn, the planet that teaches us through limitation, through self mastery, by making things very focused both Jupiter and Saturn will square Uranus and Taurus throughout 2021. In fact, Jupiter will make his square to Uranus and Taurus in the month of January. Then in February, June, and December, Saturn will square Uranus and Taurus. Jupiter on a certain level represents law and medicine, and Saturn on a certain level represents government and order and systems. So as these teaching planets square Uranus and Taurus, which is so much about radical change, our connection to the Earth, but also our connection to finances and our sense of stability, We can expect there to be a lot of tension between law and medicine and order and governmental systems. That which has worked in the past from 2020 prior will no longer work. And so we're in the process of 2021 of seeing things shift right before our very eyes. In 2020, there was a lot of energy of shedding, of dismantling, of dissolving. And we will continue to see certain systems dissolve and be dismantled in 2021. However, what we will also see are radical new beginnings, revolution, things that we never even imagined that could happen will happen. And the energy is going to be much more fast because both Jupiter and Saturn have left earth sign of Capricorn, and they've gone into Aquarius, which is an air sign. It is about intellect and ideas and concepts and innovation. And Aquarian energy is universally minded. It's very much focused on the collective and humanity at large. So, ideas will be exchanged in whole new ways. And as we have the North Node. In Gemini, in the south node in Sagittarius, again, that reminds us that we're dissolving old paradigms and we're thinking in new ways, we're learning in new ways, we're sharing concepts in new ways. Innovation is the name of the game. And as we are officially in this Aquarian age, this is the age of altruistic brotherhood, sisterhood, of serving the greater whole. Mercury, the planet of information and ideas and how we think and how we write and how we exchange our concepts. For the past two years, he was retrograde in water signs. In 2021, Mercury retrogrades all take place in air signs. We'll have three retrograde seasons. One begins in in the very end of January, with Mercury retrograde in Aquarius. And the next will be at the very end of May, with Mer- Mercury retrograde in Gemini. And then the final Mercury retrograde will be in September, with Mercury retrograde in Libra. So, again, this emphasizes the air energy shift and making things move swifter, faster. Also with these Mercury retrogrades, you definitely want to do more of what your typical astrologer will tell you to do in a Mercury retrograde, like back up all of your technology, really dot your I's, cross your T's, pay very good attention to your communication. And while that's always true with Mercury retrogrades, what I personally find is with the water Mercury retrogrades, they've been, they tend to be much more intuitive and mystical and dreamy. And there's a lot of psychic information that comes up in those. And so I've personally found that the technology piece hasn't been as much of an issue in the Mercury retrogrades in 2020 and 2019. However, in This year of 2021, I would really take the extra steps to back up all of your technology and take really good care, pay very good attention to technology and how you're driving, how you're getting around in any Mercury retrograde. Now, another big influence in 2021 is that Jupiter will dip into Pisces in May, and then go back into Aquarius by the end of July, as Jupiter will be retrograde in the summer. Jupiter will enter Pisces officially at the end of December, around December 30th of 2021. So for most of the year, Jupiter is in Aquarius, very much expanding these humanitarian concepts, expanding our connection to service of the greater whole. However, in May and June and the end of July when Jupiter is in Pisces, there's going to be a much different feel. Jupiter is going to be expanding your connection to collective consciousness. It's going to feel very dreamy and creative and artistic and can also go into some realms of maybe being a little deceptive and having a hard time of seeing the forest through the trees. So, uh, Jupiter will be in just in the first early degrees of Pisces and might shift houses in your chart depending on your chart, which will affect where your focus is going to be in May, June, and July. Venus is going to do a very particular dance with the outer planets this year. She's really meeting up with them in a number of different ways. These transpersonal planets where our personal values align with the collective. And that's something we want to keep checking in with and stay strong and steady with throughout the year of 2021. One of the things I spoke to about the astrology in 2020 was how Venus and Mars were each on their own unique, independent journeys. And at the end of the year, how Juno met up to really speak to how that inner divine masculine and inner divine feminine are coming online more and more for each one of us and how significant it is for us as we move into this Aquarian age to have that inner marriage of the feminine and the masculine principles, so that we can show up whole to all of our relationships. Now, this isn't saying that uh, if you gravitate towards being more feminine or more masculine, that you need to be androgynous. I want to be clear about that. What it is about is it's about really anchoring in deep within to your own inner feminine and your own inner masculine, so that you're not looking for people outside of yourself to fill you up, to fill a void, so that you are coming into that true personal empowerment, that true sovereignty. What's unique about 2021 is that Venus and Mars both meet up in the summer in the sign of Leo, and they will conjunct. And I feel this is going to be a very sweet, beautiful energy that is going to be unifying in 2021. We also have four eclipses in 2021. In the summer, well, technically in late Beltane, Beltana, we have a Sagittarius full moon lunar eclipse. Then in June, we have a solar eclipse. At the end of November, we get a sneak peek of the Taurus Scorpio nodal axis as we have a Taurus full moon eclipse. And then in December, we'll have a Sagittarius solar eclipse. For many of us, 2020 was radically intense. (laughs) There was a lot of dissolving, shedding, letting go, deep sobriety, and truly a reckoning with what is, what needs to shift. And this reckoning... On so many levels has been about connecting deep with our ancestral lineage, healing the traumas that for so many of us go back in the past four, five, six, seven generations where we, we meaning our ancestors have been through War and trauma and famine and shortage. And these conditions have been psychologically weighing on our ability to really fully show up as creators and enjoyers of life. So what we've been reckoning with is collectively how this has burdened us and kept us down. And as all is in divine timing, the astrology has been working on us collectively to bring us to this birthing, this rebirthing moment through the great conjunction where we can consciously take the helm of our ships and show up as sovereign creators here on earth. As 2021 is so much about radical illumination, this year will not be easier than 2020, yet it will be extraordinarily different and the pace is going to pick up in so many different ways. This concept of time bending and portals and wildcard events will continue to be a part of our near-day experiences. As the great turning has come, we fully entered the age of Aquarius vis-a-vis the Solstice Great Conjunction of December 21st. 2021 marks radical territory as both Jupiter and Saturn square Uranus and Taurus, the teaching archetypes of expansion and contraction create challenges and opportunities for growth, where solutions are born through our connection to Mother Earth. As Uranian energy is all about surprise, there is not a precise way to predict how this will roll out collectively and personally. However, it is assured that we will seek freedom. This quest will likely disrupt political and financial paradigms that are as outdated as dinosaurs to the new wave consciousness that is emerging within the blink of an eye. For over a century, humanity has been addicted to earth distortion, ranging from fossil fuels and plastics to pure land abuse. With all three mercury retrogrades and air signs in 2021, genius solutions will inspire global standards to normalize solar, wind, and water power. As technology becomes more and more the backbone of our international network, right use will be imperative. The Aquarian age is all about shifting from me to we consciousness. The adage, think globally, act locally, is the gold standard. The greatest way to contribute in these times is for you to commit to your deep inner ecological work, hold those whom you love close, and align your sacred currencies of how you spend your time and money with your true hearted values. So as Jupiter and Saturn met up at that great conjunction, they were marrying how we handle law and medicine and rules and authority. And now, as we fully stepped into the Aquarian age, the planet that has front and center stage in 2021 is Uranus. And Uranus is technically the ruler of the Aquarian age. Because in contemporary astrology, Uranus rules Aquarius. Now, we must also honor that in traditional astrology, ancient astrology, Saturn was the ruler of Aquarius. Uranus works through cycles of 84 years, and all of us go through what we could say a midlife crisis. I prefer to call a midlife activation point around the age of 40 to 44. When this... Crisis comes in when this activation comes in. We have this Uranian energy coming down from the cosmos through the crown of our head, bringing in this Kundalini energy down the spine. Now, for many of us, we get an activation either in our heart centers or in our throat centers through the Uranian energy. Uranus is a higher octave of Mercury. Mercury being the messenger god of communication, of teaching, of ideas, of writing, of thoughts. And what Uranian energy is about is change, freedom, rebellion, revolution. It is eccentric. It is non-traditional and it is avant-garde. It is a new wave, a new age. It is the key to our illumination of our super intuitive and our genius potential. With Uranus transits, we can expect big changes. It is a time to really examine that which you've achieved in life. It is a time to take drastic actions if you need to reset the course. The Uranian energy, it's intense. It comes in fast, like lightning. However, it's important to know that this energy is here to support you in a major shakeup if it is needed. It is shake and wake energy, like pulling the rug out from under your feet. This is all about aligning with your Dharma, your destiny. And the way it comes in is shocking and surprising. So we can't really predict what's going to happen in 2021. But for every single one of us, we can absolutely imagine that our lives are going to look radically different from the beginning of 2021 until the end of 2021. Now, I know for some of you, this might feel Absolutely overwhelming because you're like, Oh my gosh, my life was already radically different from the beginning of 2020 to the end of 2020. And what I can say to you, as an astrologer who has been studying these cycles for quite some time, is that yes, this is true, and you've prepared for this, your soul wants you to be here now. And I really invite you to stay the course through the rest of this episode and to really set aside some time for the guided meditation because this meditation has been crafted to assist you with integrating this energy and to give you the strength and the spiritual courage to let you know you can do this. And as I speak to you, I speak to you from my human vessel and channel telling you that I too have those days where I am like, oh my gosh, I don't know how much more of this energy I can handle. And so when we go into that space, it is an opportunity to add in more self-care. It is an opportunity to say, what do I need more of? Do I need more rest? Do I need more water? Do I need to nourish myself with different kinds of foods than what I'm currently eating? And do I need more exercise? What is going to help me feel strengthened here and now? With Uranus and Taurus, the Taurian energy is symbolized by the bull. It is all about the material realm being here on earth now. It is the frequency of what I have. And Taurus energy is about being resourceful, productive, and stabilizing. Taurus is ruled by Aphrodite or Venus. It is about the artist, the lover, the dancer, being connected to the earth through food, through nature, through sensuality. Taurus energy is quite predictable and Uranian energy is quite unpredictable. They are in many ways an oxymoron. And so we know that what is going to be most shaken up is our connection to our daily life and our values. However, what I can say as the way through is to go to the earth, go to the earth whenever in doubt, because it is nature. It is Mother Earth, Terra Gaia, that is our greatest guide in these times also with the Uranian energy in the age of Aquarius, we also have to reckon with that technology is, as far as we know now, it is here to stay. And how do we make good friends with it? How do we use it in right ways, in healthy ways, in ways that we can be proud of for the generations to come? And what I believe is so essential is that we keep returning to the earth. We keep connecting to mother earth. We must nourish that connection more than anything else. At the same time, we have to keep technology uh, those who are crafting the technology and the regulations around it, we must keep them in check and we must be very strong about protecting our rights when it comes to surveillance, particularly around our sovereignty as human beings. So when it comes to spiritual courage, I, I want to say to each one of you that these times require a deep commitment to spiritual courage and to our values and our connection to ourself. And throughout our journey together in future podcasts, particularly in the early part of 2021, I'm very much dedicated to providing inspiration for you to really strengthen your own connection to your personal mythology and to Mother Earth as we journey into this age of Aquarius. January's astrology is definitely going to be pretty intense. And I think back to 2020 and how when 2020 began, so many of us, after having lived through the first month, by the end of it, we're like, whoa, that was an entire decade. And I feel in some ways, January 2021 will have a very similar signature. We have a number of important aspects coming up in January. However, for episode 18, I'm only going to take us until the middle of the month, as my next episode 19 will drop on January 15th, and that's when we'll explore the latter half of January's astrology, because that's when it gets really intense, and I want to give good space to focus on that. So on January 6th, Mars moves into Taurus. And as we know, Mars spent the second half of 2020 in its home sign of Aries. And that was very significant. That was a deep initiation for each one of us to really tap into our own inner divine masculine, which I spoke at at length in earlier podcast episodes. Now that Mars is moving into Taurus, that work with Mars and Aries will be completely finished. Mars has a bit of a struggle in Taurus because Mars energy is very instinctual and Taurian energy is slow and predictable However, Mars moving into Taurus is going to be very significant because later in the month, Mars will conjunct Uranus and Taurus, and that is going to set the tone for the energy we're working with throughout the year with Uranus and Taurus. That will also happen on the United States election day. So we can absolutely expect some sort of shock or surprise on January 20th of some kind. We have the Capricorn new moon on January 13th. That's a Wednesday at 12 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. The new moon, the sun, and the moon meet up at 23 degrees 13 arc minutes Capricorn, and this is a very significant new moon as this new moon officially closes out the last eclipse portal. This new moon is also directly conjunct Pluto in Capricorn, which is very important for those of us who live in the United States because we are also in the middle of a Pluto return. So collectively, this is significant, particularly as we know this is the lunar cycle that Inauguration Day is happening on. Pluto represents psychological death and rebirth, also the ascension of kundalini energy, how kundalini energy moves up the spine Pluto energy helps us with unprocessed wounds that need to be cleared so that we may witness our experiences with clarity. And as we commit to this true shadow work, we have the ability to craft lasting tools of empowerment. Pluto comes in for our greatest, greatest illumination, transformation, and the way that it does so is often through dissolvement. As Pluto is conjunct this new moon and Venus is also in Capricorn, we are absolutely being asked for this first new moon of 2021. What are our values? What will we go the distance with? Where do we seek security and stability and commitment And what are you committing to for 2021? This is going to lay down the terrain for the entire year ahead. And it's a very different energy than it was last year at the Capricorn new moon, as now Saturn, Jupiter, Mercury, and Pallas Athene are all in Aquarius. They're all in an air sign. They're in a sign that wants us to be focused on progressive values, on the avant-garde, on new wave thinking, new solutions. Now, in this moon, Mars squares Saturn and Aquarius. So our instinct with that which we're learning that which we're focusing on there's a there's a natural tension happening there and at the same time Venus is trining Uranus now remember Uranus and Taurus is taking such an important journey this year, really front and center stage. And Uranus went into Taurus back in May of 2018 at that Taurus new moon, and then went retrograde later on in the year of 2018, and finally settled into Taurus in early 2019, around April of 2019. So we've had Uranus and Taurus for a couple of years now. With Venus trining Uranus at this Capricorn new moon, there's also a very important signature, again, so much focused on what do you love, what do you value, and how are you going to commit to this in the year ahead? And one of the things I've been consistently speaking about and will continue to just go Into depth about because we need to hear it over and over again is that part of this Aquarian age that is so significant is that your life is a deep reflection of your value system. How you spend your sacred time, your energy, your money, your resources all matters. And now that we're in the Aquarian age, you want your values to all sync up. How you spend this currency of your sacred energy must be in alignment with your values. And wherever it is not, it is time to define that and draw the line in the sand. And that is what is going to be so radical about in 2021. Because for those who have been pretty stubborn to make some of these changes, Uranus and Taurus might just come in and force some of those changes. So later in the month, we have important astrology with Jupiter squaring Uranus and Mars conjuncting Uranus, and I'll speak to that in episode 19. On January 14th, Uranus does station direct. And so everything we've learned from this Uranus retrograde is now going to start to return to us and the action is really going to come online. Many of you have heard me speak about one of my beloved mentors, Elder Maladoma Somme. He's from Burkina Faso, and in his village in Danu, the Dagara people connect to their cosmology in a different way. It's through the year that you're born in versus your astrology. This year, 2021, through the Dagara Cosmology, is a water year, so we also know that there's going to be a lot of reconciliation and opportunities for peacemaking in 2021. When we think about the element of water, it is yielding. It is very intelligent. Water has the ability to get wherever it wishes to go. Water can also tame different elements. It can calm down fire as it can even escape a steam and reform whenever it desires. Water washes away soft earth and when it is confronted by stones, by mineral, it can also find a way around the rocks, even smoothing the rocks over time. Water is able to corrode iron as it crumbles to dust and it can even saturate the atmosphere so that the wind will calm down. Water teaches us about how to give way to the obstacles of life with great humility. And in our humanity, we must be able to understand that There's no power that can prevent water from following its destined course to the sea. Water conquers through peace as it never attacks, and yet it always gets to where it wants to go in the end. So this is a year of how do you have great compassion for your brothers and your sisters on the earth? How do you hold that compassion in your heart and take right action from that space at all times. This year, it is the time to fully awaken your own personal mythos. It is imperative that you focus on your personal mythology and that which you're living and breathing into this age of Aquarius. We must understand that the astrology holds for us a perfect plan in place by which the planets are activating each one of us. They are helping to recalibrate our essence to that which is real and true. And with Uranus and Taurus in the year of 2021 of radical illumination, the question is how do you wish to reside in the new earth? And what steps do you need to take to align your values with this truth? Go the distance. Access your star alliances through your various star families. Speak out into the multiverse through multidimensional attunements by just stargazing, star bathing many believe that there are 144,000 beings here within humanity as light keepers as way-showers of cedars of truth this multidimensional awakening is in full effect we've made it to the other side of the great conjunction And this is not happening just on Earth. It's happening through the entire cosmos. This genesis formula deep in the Earth's Akasha has been fully awakened. The holographic patterns are fully online. Terra Gaia as she sits within the different layers of the cosmic egg of creation is awakening in a way that she never has before. And that's because of each one of us and the work we've done and that which we have yet to come. It is the most powerful, potent time to be on earth. Now that doesn't mean that it's an easy time. It's not meant to be easy. And I so look forward to sharing with you my own journey of my own personal mythology that is awakening before my very eyes. And I look forward to sharing with you parts of my journey around the great conjunction and the different ceremony that I was tending to in many different sacred spaces. And this will all be revealed in future episodes, as well as inspiration to assist you in really capturing and redefining your own personal mythology. Until then, blessed be. I wish to take you on a very special journey deep into ancient, ancient times that will assist you in weaving this ancient future medicine that is necessary to anchor into Mother Earth as we welcome 2021. So I'm going to invite you to find a comfortable place to relax into meditation, making sure the space you're in is warm and all of your biological needs are taken care of, Closing the door if possible, turning off all devices, and tending to whatever it is you need to so that you can be fully present and free of all distractions. And so if you're not able to do that at this moment, check out the timestamp and circle back around when you are able to as you come either seated or to lie down you're going to bring your awareness to your breath and your body and make sure you're comfortable and allow the body to just sink in to the space And as you draw long, deep breaths, you allow yourself to fully, fully relax. And allow the body to become nice and heavy. And from this space, imagine from the base of the spine, the palms of the hands and the soles of the feet, red, gold, silver spirals of light, Spiraling down, deep, deep down through the many, many layers of Mother Earth all the way to the core of the Earth where this beautiful lineage stone of Great Grandmother Hematite sits anchoring, anchoring all of us. And so you're going to drop your light cords into Great Grandmother Hematite, welcoming in. Your mother line on the left-hand side, your father line on the right-hand side, welcoming in the indigenous wisdom that runs through your blood, your bones, your DNA, welcoming in those genius solutions of those who have come before who are so connected to earth so that we may collectively remember how to live in harmony With mother earth Tara Gaia drawing in all this wisdom here and now and bringing your awareness to your physical body and just as you inhale drawing up a nice wave of relaxation coming in through the soles of the feet and spiraling up into the ankles and the shins and the calves and the knees all the way up into the thighs and the glutes All the way into the pelvic bowl, spiraling through all of your digestive organs and your lungs and your heart, all the way up to the neck and spiraling down through the shoulders and the arms, the elbows, the wrists, through each finger and thumb and that wave of relaxation continues to move back up the arms up through the neck to the back of the head through the ears to the front of the face through the jaw through the nose the root of the nose and the root of the tongue deep into the optic nerves so that every hair on your head and your body so deeply relaxes your nervous system becoming more and more relaxed here and now and as you're lying or seated you begin to find yourself on this beautiful journey in this vast desert sand this warm yellow sand i'm going to take you to a place called wadi al hitan a space i was very blessed to be the day prior to the solstice great conjunction is an ancient ancient desert that sits about 150 kilometers southwest of cairo in egypt and kemet and this place is known as Valley of the Whales, filled with hundreds of fossils of different beings ranging from whales to turtles, sharks, dugongs, so many different beings. And this beautiful desert land, if you're familiar with Paulo Coelho's alchemist. It is in this journey as the main character meets his beloved Fatima. He has traveled to this beautiful desert. And for many of us, we could say it is these sands that weave us to some of the most primordial parts of self. So you find yourself in this beautiful desert land, golden sand everywhere, mountains, bones, and you find yourself walking through the sands. And as you're walking, you're drawn to begin to pick up different bones. You're like this bone collector this wise old hag archetype that knows how to move through the desert lands and to collect the different bones so you find yourself moving in this way being guided from here to there the sun is coming down upon you warming your skin and the wind is so sharp it is as if the sand moves through every cell of your body and so you continue to walk and collect and when you feel as if you're complete you look up beyond out towards the east and you see these little cliffs in the distance and rocks, and you make your way there towards a cave. And after about an hour, as the sun begins to set, you find yourself within the cave, and you place all the bones very lovingly on the floor of the cave. And as if the cave has been waiting for you, there is firewood stacked and matches. And so in this rock pit, you begin to make a fire, building the fire and lighting the fire with your prayers and with your blessings and appreciation and devotion to your ancestors. And as the fire begins to crackle and dance, you see your beautiful shadow also dancing alongside you on the walls of the cave. And you begin to hum and sing and move in all sorts of ways, ways that you didn't even know your body had it in it. To move in these ways. It's so instinctual, so pure. And you move and you dance and you hum and you sing. And as you're moving and as you're dancing, you are drawn to the bones and you begin to pick up one bone and then the next. And you begin to lie them out on the floor of the cave as you also move and you dance and everything becomes one moment of movement, dance, Gathering the bones, placing the bones, singing to the bones, allowing the bones to sing to you. It is as if it's all simultaneous and yet it's not. Mm-hmm. And as you continue on, you find outstretched, you have the most beautiful spine of this ancient, ancient whale going back to over 44 million years ago. And you just marvel at this creation. And as you marvel, you continue to sing and dance Ooh. Ooh. flesh and muscle and movement and before your very eyes within this cave is this giant mammoth whale looking at you deep deep into your eyes and you gaze into one another and as you enter deep into the eye of the whale you find yourself moving through the cosmos in the most elegant of journeys you see flashes of light and stars you see yourself in your ancient starseed home you see all of the beautiful beings surrounding you honoring you having this amazing celebration for you as you pack up your most sacred items and you prepare to enter the celestial ship with other star seeds just like you and you enter the ship with your most precious items and tools and notebooks and wisdom and knowledge from where you come from from your origin point And you're gathered with so many different beings on the ship, and you soak it all in. And then the ship begins to move and move through the cosmos. And as it moves through the cosmos, these ancient, large whales and dolphins swim alongside you, singing and humming. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And as they sing and as they hum, they are creating the light codes of creation the sound current that draws you from one place to the next and you move past so many different starry homes and planets spaces and places and you soak in all of this cosmic wisdom of the multiverse as you dance through the milky way galaxy on this most luminous luminous ship Surrounded by so many potent beings, you notice who is to your left and who is to your right. The amazing ascended masters and goddesses and gods of different places and spaces and other beings just like you. You drink all of this in as you move on the celestial barge through time and space. Ooh, 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 ooh. you begin to notice different colors of different planets bright yellow bright blue bright purple and up ahead is this most luminous green blue planet and this this is your destination And you find yourself coming closer and closer and everyone on the ship is so excited to be coming to this new home, to be bringing all of this different wisdom from so many different spaces and places. And you feel so honored to be a part of this mission and you find yourself entering through the earth's atmosphere, going through the many different layers of clouds and light and color and sound. And the whales and the dolphins continue to sing and bless your way through the different portals. And the ship softly, gently lands upon the most beautiful water. And the dolphins and the whales begin to dance and sing and move and swim and you find yourself coming to dock upon land and you notice the land and you notice who is there to receive you and you drink all of this in all of the sacred remembering And then you find yourself gazing once more into the eye of this whale. You look deep, deep into the eye of this whale and the eye blinks. And as the eye looks back at you, so many other memories flood through your bones and the cells of your being. and you look down at your feet and your hands and all of a sudden you find yourself kneeling over in this vast desert land. The wind is blowing, the sun is out, and you're touching the bones of this 44 million year old whale. And off in the distance, Somewhere through the wind, you hear a song. feel time and space collapse. You feel a stirring of ancient memories and an awakening of what is to come. And in this moment, you give thanks for all the elemental mothers supporting you, the mother of air, the mother of water, the mother of fire, the mother of earth. The mother of ether, and you give gratitude for those who have come before you and those who are yet to come. And you take a moment and you just allow yourself to lay down in that desert sand, that vast desert sand. You allow the wind to whip all around you, and the sand to fly and move, and the sun to shine. And for this now moment, you allow yourself to merge with these ancient, wise sands. May Isis heal me as she healed her son Horus of all the pains which were brought on him. Thou, great enchantress, heal me, save me from all evil, things of darkness, from the epidemic and deadly diseases and infections of all sorts that spring upon me, as thou hast saved and freed Horus. Free me from all possible evil, hurtful things of darkness, from epidemic and deadly fevers of all kinds. And so it is. for sharing sacred space. My prayer is that we awaken to the reality that we are a hologram for the collective. By being fierce in our authentic truth, we have the opportunity to elevate life on this exquisite planet Earth. Crystallize your medicine.